0: I'm going to try and preach a little bit if I can and then uh, set up for, for God to do something wonderful. So let's go Luke chapter 7. Soon afterward, Jesus went with His disciples to the village of Nain and a large crowd followed Him. A large crowd followed Him. So soon afterwards, Jesus went with His disciples to a village of Nain and a large crowd followed Him. Verse 12. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearer stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk. So let me just say this. Jesus is the wrong person to invite to a funeral. <laughs> he cannot behave himself if he just wrecked it. He just wrecks the funeral. They've got to go through all the arrangements again. and no, you know, All the people that prepared the eulogy had to. No point doing that. And Jesus, gave him, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Jesus gave him back to his mother. Just feel the Holy Ghost right now. There's some mamas here tonight. And you have a son who's away from God. And I want you just to turn your palms towards heaven because that's the word of the Lord to you. Jesus gave him back to his mother. Father, I thank you for every wayward son, every prodigal son, every bound son, every addicted son, every imprisoned son, every son that is not experiencing life, every son in rebellion, every son that's away from you, I prophesy and I declare this word. And I declare the word over these beautiful people. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Come on, if you believe that, give God an amen. Amen just means I'm coming into alignment. Great fear swept the crowd and they praised God, saying, a mighty prophet has risen among us and God has visited His people today. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. What an awesome word. You know, we're doing a series at the moment called There Was Great Joy in the City. Great joy in the city. Now, as I was preparing to come out to East Campus, God's favorite campus. How many people know it's His favorite campus? (laughs) We know it's his favorite campus because I'm telling you, that's the best building fit out we've ever done. I feel, I feel bad for the San Marcos people. Like, I, I'm, I'm there on Sunday, I have to preach like this. I feel a little bit guilty that this one is going to be so much better than their one. And it's like it's a bit awkward, I've got to kind of make eye contact. And The great joy in the city. Literally, this is a story about great joy in the city. But I want you to notice that, that there was life and there was death at the gate. Death was exiting the gate and life was trying to enter. Point number one tonight is that, that there's two cultures, the two cultures of the world. The two cultures of the world is that the, the world can really be split into two camps. One is the procession of death and the other one is the procession of life. The Bible says in verse 12, a funeral procession, procession excuse me was coming out as he approached the gate. So, so see this, he, he, here is a woman with, with a dead, dead boy in a coffin and there's a big crowd. And if you know anything about Jewish customs and tradition, they are lamenting, they are weeping. They are mourning. The Bible says there was a procession. Procession means there was, there was noise, there was tumult, there was songs. You and I live in a world where, where, where there are songs. There are songs in the kingdom, protector. There are songs in the kingdom, rattle. I hear dead man walk again, boom, boom. But the songs of the kingdom are very different to the songs of the world you know Kurt Kurt Cobain from Nirvana sang sang songs but the songs that he sang were laced with the hopelessness that he felt when his daddy left him when he was just a boy his daddy left him when he was just a boy and there was no there was no emerge junior for him Many times he would come home from school and sit on the end of his bed and hold his breath, hoping that his, his head would just explode because of the pain that he felt. Got into drugs and everything else and rock and roll, but he began to write music. And much of the music was, it was the music of depression. It was the music of hopelessness. It was the music of anger. And sadly, with all fame and one of the, the, the top-selling albums for, for uh, I think that whole decade, he ended up taking his life because the songs that he sang couldn't take away the pain in his heart. So, here, here, is, here is a, a woman, and, and her son, the Bible says it's her only son, has died, and he's in the, in the, the coffin. It's the only boy she's got. But the Bible says that she's a widow. The Bible says that she lives in a place called Nain. The name Nain means beautiful, means lovely, means pleasant. Her her, her address, if you looked at her address, you would say, oh my gosh, you live in a beautiful place. Wow, you live in Nain? Nain means pleasant. It means lovely. It means beautiful. So you live in a beautiful, lovely place. How many people know that you can sometimes have the right zip code? You can be in a right zip code, but have something broken on the inside. She, 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 She lives in a place that is called beautiful. She lives in a place that is called lovely. She lives in a place that is called pleasant. But there's nothing pleasant about the fact that she's on her way right now to bury her only son. What's even worse in this story is the Bible says that not only is she burying her future, but she, she's a widow, which means that we see a coffin, but what we don't see is that she's, she's not a, a first-timer to pain. She's not a first-timer to death. Sometimes people walk into church and, and we can judge a person by, by what they're currently wearing, by what they're currently walking through by what they're currently struggling with, not knowing the history, not knowing the backstory. It's a beautiful story in the Bible because she lives in a pleasant place, but life has not been pleasant. She lives in a beautiful place, but life has not been beautiful. She lives in a lovely place, but life has not been loving or kind to her. She she lost her husband. She lost her soulmate. And now all she has left is an only son. In Jewish culture, a son's sole responsibility is to take care of mama. When the son grows up, his job is to, they didn't have social security, they didn't have a welfare system. So, so she's lost her, her original source of provision, her husband, and now she's lost the only provision left. Her only son has died. But point number two, the beautiful thing about this story is there are two only sons. There are two only sons. What she doesn't realize is approaching her is the only begotten son of the living God. Can I just tell you one of the greatest things about church is is people will come into this house and you, you you, can come in overwhelmed by, by the pain, by how sometimes unfair life can seem. And she's looking at the coffin. She's asking why the songs around her are songs of hopelessness, there's songs of despair, there's songs of mourning, there's songs of grieving. That's the songs around her and coming towards her, coming towards her, it almost seems insensitive because the disciples aren't singing the same songs. The disciples are probably laughing. They're carrying on. Protector, you said you never, never let me go. You know, I'm not sure what songs, they're, they're, but they're, they're singing a different. And sometimes when you're in pain, the last thing you want to hear is a procession of life coming the other way. The last thing you want to see is somebody smiling when you're in the midst of your valley, when you're in the midst of your pain, when you're in the midst of your grief, when you're in the midst of your loss. But what she doesn't realize is she may have lost her only begotten son, but walking towards her is the only begotten son of the living God. So her son, her son in the natural was to be her provision, was to be her security for her future. It's very easy for us to put our trust in things that have an expiration date. Her her son, no matter how beautiful he was, was afflicted. With the same virus that we all carry it's called sin and death. When Adam took from the tree of life, death came. The best, best way after going through a pandemic, you just think a virus, sin and death came. But there was one who was without sin. There was one who was without the virus of death walking towards her. Her only begotten son, her only son was in a in, 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 in a casket but walking towards her was the only begotten son of the living God he was the author of life he will never die he is the resurrection and the life he is the way the truth and the life and he's walking towards her and I love this because as he walks towards he he interrupts the funeral the Bible says he reaches out and he touched the coffin I I did a little word study on the word touched it's the same word as the woman who had the issue of blood, who came behind Jesus and grabbed the hem of his garment so that Jesus stopped and said, Who touched me? And the disciple says, Every, it's the same word touched. It, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a touch. It was a, it was, he grabbed the coffin. They had to stop still. He grabbed the coffin. Can I just say to you that, that the grabbing of the coffin, Proceeded the release of the word. The Bible says that, 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 that he, he touched the coffin, he says to the woman, Do not cry, and then he says, Young man, I say to you, get up. And at that, the young man woke up and began to talk. But Jesus touched the coffin, he grabbed the coffin. In, in my life, there was a moment where Jesus arrested my attention. Where, where he grabbed a hold of me, where he grabbed my attention. Where I, I'm telling you, you're the smartest people because church is the place at the gate where God touches you, where He grabs a hold of you, He grabs your attention, He gets, He stops everything. People are looking at death, people are looking at loss, people are asking why, and the answer to why grabs it so that all eyes are now on Him. What is who is this guy? What is this carpenter's son doing? Je- Jesus is like all eyes on me. I am the resurrection and the life, and He looks at mama says mama don't cry boy get up and at that the boy sits up and starts talking I mean I'd love to know what he said this box is uncomfortable maybe maybe you finished the sentence he started before he passed away how did I get here and he's looking around Jesus reached out grabbed him. Jesus reached out. When, when, when the woman with the issue of blood reached out and touched Jesus, her issue didn't go into Jesus. His, his healing went into her. Amen. Now Jesus reaches out and grabs the, the casket. I, I got to tell you, when God grabs you, when God gets your attention... When God begins to touch you in worship, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Because He's about to release a word. He's about to release a breakthrough. He's about to release a miracle. Something is about to shift. Something is about to happen. Church is the place. Church is the place where, man, I got so grabbed. I, I said, I've got to be in church every Sunday. And then when they said Wednesday, well, I'm ch- Sunday and Wednesday. Because I, I, I just, I'm just, I've been grabbed. I've been touched. I, Jesus got a hold of me when jesus gets a hold of you that's that's the the getting a hold of you is always what precedes the word what once Jesus knows He's got your attention, once He knows that you're responding to His touch, get ready, get ready, because a word is going to be released. People that say, man, God touched me, I'm going to join the worship team. God touched me. I'm going I'm to sign up for the internship. God touched me. I'm going to, to, to Pathfinders. God touched me. I'm going to sign up for recovery. I'm, God touched me. I'm going to start volunteering. God touched me. I'm going to be on the high team. God touched me. I'm going to be on the parking lot. God, God touched me. I don't know what it is, but i got to get to church. I start. When God touches you, get ready ready get ready because the next thing that happens is god begins to release his word and the word that comes from god always brings life so point three before before i finish is point number three is that life prevails life always prevails So, so here at the gate and and gates gates in in the bible is a transaction place some people say you know does the church really need buildings and the truth is after we went through 2020 i'm like yeah i'm more convinced than ever because the city, you know, when you're renting a place, like renting a school, the city can say, well, you can't meet because of COVID, and you, you know, and uh, but when you got your own building, they can blow it out their shorts, we can do whatever we like because it's our building. So, so I'm kind of a, I'm a proponent for our own buildings, <laughs> but we don't just build buildings for building's sake. God spoke to me many years ago and He said, every building that you buy, you need to see it, it's an, it's, it's an altar. It's an altar. It, it might be a little bit of real estate, but, 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 but in the city, right there on 2nd and Broadway, right there, that there is an altar. Demons have to go around it. They can't because of the angelic activity worship is going to be going up from there. Praise is going to be going up from from that place. The word of God is going to be dispensed into the city. People that are struggling with addictions. People who are struggling with suicidal thoughts. People who are struggling with helplessness and hopelessness. People whose lives are leaking. People who thought they moved to a beautiful place called San Diego. They thought they were moving to a lovely place, East County. They thought they were moving to to a better place, a new opportunity, only to find that life didn't work out the way they mapped it, the way they hoped it. But there's a gate, and that gate is the house of God. Jacob said, this is none other than the gate of heaven this is the house of God and there are people people, and death has been their flow but they're about to have an encounter with the flow of life the flow of life I want you to know that the church the house of God is a place where God's power flows it's a place where God's word flows it's a place where worship flows it's a place of angelic activity the kingdom is a flow the Bible says that God sits on a throne and beneath the throne of God a river flows forth from the throne throne of God and it's a river of life God is not static he's dynamic he sits on a throne not to not to kind of you know just but he sits on a throne and there's a flow underneath the the throne of a river and the Bible says wherever that river goes it heals wherever that river goes it brings freedom it brings deliverance that river has life it has fruit growing the trees that are planted by that, I want you to know there's a flow in the house of God and it happens at the gate. And so here death comes and meets life. That There's a morning procession. You just got to make a decision today which, which camp you want to be in. I don't know about you, but the greatest decision for me was January 1986. I got out of the death flow. I got out of the hopelessness flow. I got out of the woe is me. I got out of life is cruel. Life is unfair. I got out of that flow and I got into the Jesus flow. I got into the celebration flow. I got into the pret- you said I got into that flow I got into the great I am flow I got into how our God is an awesome God flow I got into the king of kings lord of lords I got into that flow I got into the flow of life I got in the flow of resurrection I got in the flow of hope I got in the flow of breakthrough I got in the flow of deliverance and I want you to know tonight you're in the right place in this house there's a flow there's a flow so I want anybody right now, if you've got any sickness in your body, I want you to stand to your feet right now, because I, I heard the Holy Spirit say, "The first flow is a flow of healing. First flow is a flow of healing." You were the first one to stand up. And that was, "Come over, come over. Well, what's, what's happening? I love that. I can't pitch on the team because my left elbow won't heal fast enough. Come on, how many people believe that God can heal an elbow so He can pitch fast enough? And, and did you cut him from the team? Is that true? You're brutal, man. That's incredible. We need to pray for your compassion. Just kidding. Just kidding. If you don't perform, you get cut from the team. This is, this is East County. Come on. All right. Uh, thank, come on, stretch your hands out towards. Father, we thank You right now, Lord God. Father, we just release the anointing. Father, right through this elbow right through this elbow father we thank you oh there it is healing power healing power flows right through right through right through right through thank you Jesus just just stay under that just stay under that just stay there don't move God's telling me there's somebody here and you've got a liver condition who who is that person with a liver condition God's healing a liver right now I, I heard him say that's you sweetheart would you come darling would you come I feel the power of God God as I was praying for his elbow just thank you Jesus just stay under that your, yours is a recovery healing hers is hers is a hers is come come and stand over here thank you Jesus lift your hands denora oh there it is there's the, my god there it goes right through you there goes the power of god right through you 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 right, through you. right goes right through you <power> Contain料> take it thank you Jesus thank you Jesus somebody constant migraines who was that one constant migraines who 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 is that one? You constant migraines stay there because the anointing is still going. Who is that one? That's you, darling. Come on, just stand right there. There's a there's a there's like almost like a drop drop box spot right there. What I'm telling you, I can feel the anointing right here. There's power. There it is on you, right there, right there, right there. Oh, there it goes right through you, Father. I thank you. Oh, there it goes right through you, Father. I thank you for release. There it goes right through you, power of God. That's a, that's a special spot that's a special spot thank you Jesus thank you Jesus (laughs) thank you Jesus keep touching my brother keep touching him Donata Research it's the only thing that's annoying about this man I feel the power of God somebody here it's digestive issues how's that feeling can you feel that sweetheart Donora could you feel that could you feel the power of God come here let me pray for you one more time oh there it goes right through you again father goes right through you again power of god such a strong anointing god we declare that liver completely healed in jesus name who's the one with digestive issues quickly come that's you sweetheart come you two come both of you come this room enough for two of you right here hallelujah three of you digestive issues come on come on hallelujah just look look to god look to god lift lift your hands to god Lift your hands. Oh, there it goes Father. We thank you. Oh, there it goes right through, right through, right through. Goes right. My gosh, I'm telling you, there's a spot right there. Oh, look at that. Thank you, Jesus. And maybe that He's being kind to you because you've got to keep the work thing on. But look away to God. Look away to God. Stay, stay right there. God's got something special for you, young man. Man, I feel the anointing. I feel the anointing. Feel the. God's telling me right now. He's he is healing your your elbow. You don't need to stand there. It was it was. sometimes you've got to stand in the place but other times you can draw it just begin to move your elbow and and look for for healing look for strength Rex Crane always says you find what you're looking for Father we thank you pain goes and recovery comes and I speak to what's strained, and I speak recovery in Jesus name all the power of God is on you sweetheart goes right through you right through you there it is right through all goes right through you again right through you again, right through you again. God is healing somebody's knee. Who's that one with the, with the knee? God's healing your knee. In fact, I hear the Holy Spirit saying it's almost like an arthritic condition in the knee. God is healing it. God is healing. Is that you, sir? Lift, lift your hands. Oh, there goes the power of God right through you. Go, goes right through you, right through you, right through you. Thank you, Jesus. Preston, this is Preston. Preston's mum's name is Leanne. Isn't that a lovely name? That's his beautiful mama there. And his his brother, is Hunter still in here? Where's Hunter? Stand up, Hunter. This is Hunter. How old are you, Hunter, now? Is it 12? 14. Excuse me. You are 14 and handsome. I love this kid. He is, lift your hands, Hunter. Your personality and your future, both are awesome. You've got an awesome future. And God's going to begin to show you that He's not kind of weird and religious. He's going to show you that He's an incredible daddy God. And He's an awesome God. And He's got a great plan for you. And you don't need to do anything except be you and try and hang out with Him. If you do those two things, your future is going to be incredible. God really loves you, Hunter. You've got a good mama and a good brother and a wonderful sister. Father, I thank You right now for... Which knee is it, Preston? Right knee. Father, thank You. Oh, there it goes right through you right again. Father, we thank You right now. You're just going to feel like a a warmth shooting through your body. Father, we thank You for healing and recovery. This kid is a great basketball player. Father, we thank You, Lord God. Whatever damage he's done, we reverse it now. We thank You that... There it goes right through you. See that? Power of God goes right through, right through. Beautiful Leanne... The most amazing runner, your knee? Both knees. Arth- right, come on, that was the arthritis. Okay, Brian, is that okay? Because you know she's going to run and you have to catch her then. <laughs> you can't catch her anyway? Okay, all right. I just, I thought i better double check with the husband. I don't want him meet me in the parking lot saying, I finally got to catch my wife and then you got a heel and then beat the snot out of the pastor. So you, I've got your permission. All right. Okay, Oh. She's like the bionic woman already. I, I feel the power of God right here. Just just lift your hands. Look to God. And all I want you to do. Oh, there it is already, Leanne. There it is already. Just look to God. Look to God. This is another Leanne, by the way. Did you know that? This is Leanne Yaba. Oh, there's the power of God on you. Power of God on you. And Leanne, I just hear the Lord saying that because you delight in Him, He delights in you. And because He delights in you, He is delighting Himself in healing. Not one, but both knees right now. So Father, we release right through your daughter right now into both knees. And where the doctors have said, well, you know, it's getting to a place of cartilage on cartilage. Not anymore. Power of God goes through both knees. Both knees, we declare. We declare restoration, restoration and strength. Restoration, they will try and say it's wear and tear. It's running on hard surfaces. But we declare the power of God heals and reverses, heals and reverses, heals and reverses in Jesus' name. In Je- Come on. Can we give God a great clap? How good is God? How's that elbow feeling? Any, any change yet? Feeling better? I heard, I just, I heard a... Voice about made me start crying. It was just like you're pitching this weekend. Come on, come on, stretch your hands out. This is an incredible man of God. Incredible man of God. And you, you, you're so faithful. You're so faithful, and you're a magnificent servant. You, you've been a, a, you've served, and you're a warrior. But I'm, I'm telling you that God is this this year. You're stepping into a new level of leadership, new level of authority. And, and because your heart is for God and for people, I see fresh revelation, fresh manna. I literally see you've got a Bible open and you're dispensing. It's like manna. It's this fresh bread from heaven. And people go, oh, my God, this is incredible. This is life. This is sustaining. So, Father, I thank you. And I see a, a blessing over your home, a blessing over your family. And I, see, I hear the word increase. Everything's about to increase. Everything's about to Increase. Everything's about to increase over your life in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, give God a great hand. Come on, what do we stand to our feet? I'm almost out of time, but I've, I believe that God's got some miracles here. How's that feeling, Leanne? Feeling good? Come on. Come on, lift, lift your hands high to heaven. There are people here, and this is, this is what I feel, 2020 was loss. 2021 was semi-recovery. but And then 2022 was met again with the widow. We, I don't know when her husband died. All we know in this story is her, she's facing loss for a second time. And I just hear God saying tonight He's going to reverse some things. The Bible says, And He gave him back to his mother. And there's some people here, you lost a relationship. You lost a fiancé. You lost you lost something. But you're here tonight and I hear God reversing. God reversing. You may have lost one relationship. God is going to open up another one. You may have lost a business deal, but God is going to open up another one. You may have lost your home. God is going to open up another one. You may have lost your business. God is going to open up another one. I need you to understand that in the house of God, The house of God is a gate. And we walk in with a flow of loss because we live in a broken world. You can say, well, I live in San Diego. I live in a beautiful part of the world. It's lovely. It's pleasant. But yet the Bible shows us you can live in a lovely, pleasant place and still experience loss. Still sometimes life can seem unfair. But I've got to tell you, you're the smartest people in San Diego because you walked into a house of life. You walked into a place of resurrection and restoration power. He didn't just resurrect the boy from the dead. He restored him back to his mother. And I hear the word restore. If you need something restored in your life, if you need that you've lost something, I want you to lift a hand up to heaven. And I'm going to pray for you. Father, you see all these people that lost that lost that lost and I prophesy and I declare a restoration God a restoration a restoration a restoration you may have walked in with a flow with a procession but I want you to know when death and life meet life wins when death collides with life, life prevails. When, when when the dead son meets the living son, the living son raises the dead son. The dead son didn't kill the living son. The living son raised the dead son from the dead. I declare that Jesus Christ is resurrecting businesses. He's resurrecting hopes. He's resurrecting dreams. He's resurrecting homes. He's resurrecting children. He's resurrecting right now, Spouses, Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus, that which is lost is being restored. That which seemingly was dead comes back to life in Jesus' name. If you believe that, give God a praise. Come on. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com